Okay, segment segment number six. <laughs> uh, my tongue's getting tired, I guess. Uh, for season three, episode twenty-two, this one is reservation suicide, and this segment is about finally putting all the pieces together on what makes someone take their own life and examining it, examining it on a spiritual basis slash side, spiritual side, to see how we can take measures to rec- recognize these symptoms sooner and possibly stopping it from happening again. And the pattern that I'm talking about, um, you know, putting the pieces together, is starting to come from the words, I don't care if I live or die. That seems to be a running theme within all these Navajo men. And that's where it really, um, it really makes me wonder, who's actually just saying that to get attention and who actually means it because the guys who say this is this seems to be the pattern the guys who get the women who are deadbeat dads or they um they're womanizers they you know they love the fact that you know maybe other men uh, envy them for having all these women to have sex with they tend to be the ones when they get drunk to say that they don't care if they live or die. And when that happens, well, they die. And that's why when I was talking about that true crime podcast that we could possibly do for the reservation, that one is, um, is based off of a a buddy that I used to know. And I, you know, I took him to the, (laughs) took him to the movies, like literally took him to production, with um, my my brother and my sister, and um, we all had a good time. We all hung out, and to find out that he died, it was not so much a shock, but it was just wondering what finally set it in motion. And when I did talk to him, the time when he was alive and he was kind of getting heavy into drinking, I told him, I said, dude, don't call me when you're drunk. I don't want to be looking for you at night or running you to a bootlegger. I said, no, that's not what I do. When the sun goes down, I stay my ass home because there's a lot of great shows that are coming on, paranormal shows and whatnot. So don't you dare interrupt my, (laughs) don't you dare interrupt my uh, paranormal shows, my cryptoid shows. So one of the things I do remember him saying was he didn't care if he lived or died. And the other reason why I'm starting to notice a lot of that's being said a lot is because everybody's in bad health. And the reason why they're in bad health is because that's just the way it is. You know, that's just the way they were taught. No one has really ever encouraged them to try something different, try something new. And that's where I kind of feel that what I'm doing with the nonprofit and the podcast, it may not be much, man. You know, I may not, like I said, popularity is one thing that could probably save lives. If I was popular enough and I could do a lot of, uh, podcasts on, um, uh, suicide, then I'm pretty sure somebody could come out and say, you know what? I, I agree with what you're saying. And, um, I like the fact that you have, um, you have spoken to a certain part of what I wanted to hear. And so it's, it's made me reconsider what I've been doing. 
And, you know, I'm not shy about saying I'm single and I don't have any kids. And that's kind of what affords me to take more risks with my life. Like as far as um, going to dangerous places or walking up on someone with a gun, you know, just, just kind of uh, all these different things. Um, that's why, you know, I'm just kind of, um, I'm dedicating what I can whether if it's time or energy into human trafficking and fighting against uh, cartels by doing the research to have these programs in place. And, you know, if somebody says, well, they could find out where you live and they could come over and kill you, chop your head off. Well, you know what? And then I hope they're ready for a good fight is all I can say. If they come out of nowhere and they get me, well, then I guess that's the way it was. You know, that's kind of how I looked at that whole thing. And then the other thing about um, catching where these suicides and, and deaths and murders start to happen is um, when they're feeling in pain, you know. Now, I've already had two family members, um, well, relatives, actually. One of them has already said that, I guess he told his wife that he don't care if he lives or dies. And... Um, he doesn't want to get no help, man. He don't want to go see a medicine man and he don't want to go to a doctor's. I'm like, dude, those are your only two options right now. And you want to deny them both. All right. Well then get your goddamn funeral plans ready, man. Come on, dude, let us in on it. You know, um, make sure we get everything situated and organized with you. Then there's another relative who I've known ever since I was a kid. And, um, he's just having a hell of a hard time physically struggling and he's always drinking and family gets after him. He can never do anything right, but they want him to do all the work, but then they just stay inside the house all day or whatever the fuck they do, man. And he's out there really busting his ass. So I talked to him a few nights ago and man, he was having a hard time breathing. I just felt so sorry for him, but really what could I do? You know, all I can do at that point is to, see and uh, say that he's accepted um he's accepted that he's going to die soon and he didn't you know maybe he didn't accomplish what he wanted to in in life but for me I was looking at that like yeah it sucks you know I don't want to hear that because I lost two brothers but I understand where pain is coming from pain definitely playing a big factor in that whole thing because um he just wants to die, you know, he's just like, I'm, I'm tired of this, I'm hurting, and now he didn't really say that directly to me, but he kind of hinted, you know, by the way he was, he was talking, and, you know, and his, his, his younger brother fights him when he's drunk, or when they're both drunk, drunk, and, um, you know, and his, his younger brother, you know, when I see him, someday if I ever see him, after his brother dies, I'm going to say, you know what, what was it all worth it? You know, that you fought your brother who was, you could clearly see he had health problems and, you know, and nobody was helping him. You hardly did shit. So how do you feel now that you, you know, whooped his ass? Does that make you feel proud that you fought a dying man, your own brother? You know, that's what I want to say to him, you know, but, um, so going back to suicide, um, now lately I really haven't been hearing too many suicides 
and the reason for that is, you know, some families don't want to have that public shame, you know, and which is understandable. They don't want nobody to know their, their child, I guess, or their family member, um, committed suicide by, you know, some, some, some harsh way. So they'll try to protect the, their child's, um, image, I guess, like if it's the parents, like their middle-aged child kills themselves or something like that, you know, that's where it's, it's really interesting to know that, um, all this could be, it could be, you know, helped out, could be resurrected. It could be, um, a thing of the past. If only what I'm doing doesn't succeed because if it does when it does succeed the car club the nonprofit the podcast uh helping out other organizations and communities when all that you know comes to fruition then you know I'm pretty sure someone who's suicidal might say you know what okay I'm going to listen to the native ravagers podcast let's see what he what subjects he's got on there and they see the wide arrangements and assortments of uh, podcast episodes and, you know, the ones that me and Navajo Pedro did talk about with suicide and stuff like that. And, you know, they listen to it, then they listen to a few more. Eventually they get to this point where they're listening to it and they say, okay, well, this guy definitely isn't just saying it for show. Um, he's actually saying it to try to make a difference, to, to make a change. Okay, now I see why he's um, not worried about being right or wrong. He's just trying to make sure that it's a public documentation that he's put out into the uh, the ether. He's put into the internet, and you know. So that's where I'm really hoping that would that all the stuff that I'm doing. I really hope that it does make a difference in someone's life and. Like I said, popularity would would really help me out, man. But um, in the end, that would just mean more people that I won't be able to help. You know, I'd have to turn them away. And they're going to have to sit there another 10, 20 years before they probably pass on. So all that stuff, man, is uh, pretty much the reason why I'm just saying as far as suicide goes, um, I when I load up this episode, yeah, maybe I'll try to go ahead and uh, put in a... Um, suicide um hotline but even then would that really matter because as far as a lot of these um because i'm no i'm no psychologist obviously everybody knows that but if a lot of these suicidal people end up calling the suicide hotline what are they really what are they saying on there you know are they just trying to cover up a truth or they are they trying to See what justice is out there. I did try to do that for this one, uh, Clagato guy. He's a non-veteran, but um, I tried to make sure that he. Um, well, what did he do? Yeah, you know, I just tried to make sure that he was going to get some help and stuff like that. But in the end, he just kind of denied it, and like he wasn't being truthful about it. On his own terms, when he was supposed to go talk to, like, uh, certain places. And that's where I'm like, I can't talk for you, dude. You know, I got a lot of stuff that's going on, too, man. You know, nobody's really helping me either. So, 
you know, we're all alone. And it's, so I'm not going to say, oh, we're all in this together. But, um, you know, like I said, as far as suicide goes, I really hope that what I got being put out here, like I said, with the podcast, with the nonprofit, with uh, social media, that it does actually start to make a point that it's like, okay, well, things are bad, but now I can see that there's a, there is a way out. Excuse me. And, um, and that shouldn't surprise any veteran because I've already told them that numerous times, even when I was agency vice commander and when I was, when I was agency secretary, you know, I went up, uh, you know, at that level and, uh, try to make sure everybody was aware of the subject matter. And, but in the end, they just, you know, they didn't like me, I guess. And so they were like, oh, well, we got a new agency secretary. And I'm like, man, that dude ain't going to last. Sure enough, he didn't last. And they went ahead and, uh, he resigned at that agency meeting. Well, this is how shitty this guy was. He didn't even show up. He just gave them a letter, and it's like, at least have the balls and decency to come on over, stand there in front of everybody, and just thank them for voting him in. Because what and what's end up happening now is uh, made me is making me think about when I was the agency secretary. I did. I, I think I did a pretty good job because I tried to bring up as much. Uh, information as possible as far as what we could do as an organization uh, as an agency to raise more money and stuff like that and have some talking points but you know they wanted that guy I'm like all right well there you go so in a way it does free up my time and um, I just you know I just want this whole suicide uh, or the, the suicidal people to kind of see what it is that I'm doing and say, man, that is a lot of work. Well, if this guy can do it on his own, I can too, you know. Uh, I'll just go ahead and um, start focusing on something that I've wanted to do or maybe I'll do what he said. I'll do a podcast. That might be the easiest thing for me to do. What do I talk about? Well, he's got a lot of ideas, so let me hear some of them. Okay, maybe I'll just take what he's saying and put it into my own words and kind of come up with my own, um, with my own, uh, not theories, but my own conclusions. There we go. So as far as, uh, reservation suicides, um, there's still more to it. I just wanted to really get that part out of it just to say, this is everything I'm doing is kind of to hopefully inspire others to get out of that little dark hole they've been in. And it's like, don't listen to the government all the damn time, man. You know, you know, that's why I'm here, man. Yeah. I I make myself a target out for, um, you know, anybody that wants to, um, go against what I'm saying. And also these, uh, skinwalkers, you know, they, they don't like me. They hate me. That's fine. But, um, at least I'm making a statement, you know, is it worth it? I think so. So, uh, I'll go ahead and, uh, wind it down right there and we'll move on to our last segment of the night. This is KVP season four.